Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Everyone's journey is unique to them. And I found that there are definitely some common experiences that people have along the way. It's not certain that you're going to experience these two, and they're not a required part of the journey, but they're common enough that they may help give you some greater context for what is happening so you can gain the most out of your own journey. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's dive right in. So I think this is a hugely important topic, so mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought this up. Cool. Um, it's kind of like a little roadmap, right? Mm -hmm. A clarifier for when you're on this journey, no matter if you're just beginning, mm -hmm done it for a year or mm -hmm. more. So mm -hmm. um, what would you say would be one of the first things to look out for? Yeah. So um, before I even begin, something to help give this conversation even more context or more structure for those of you guys who like more structure, mm -hmm. I would say um, is episode 48, the general roadmap to ascension. Okay. That gives you a very specific structure that of general things that we tend to experience as we journey up into our journey up in our frequency resonance rising. Okay. okay. So with that said, for a lot of people, um, you know, it's going to be different for all of you. Okay. But there are general things that can happen. And if you don't have context for what they are, you can just think that you're kind of going a little bit nuts or like, why am I doing this or whatever? That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Right? That's so why just, it's important. That's yeah. why it's important. just so that you understand what's happening from a bigger perspective. And then you can, you can be like, oh, okay, now I can get the most out of this because I know why it's happening. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that starts to happen is that for many people, they start to notice little things shifting, like how they perceive things, right? How much they are um, not as triggered around the people that used to trigger them or the situations that used to trigger them. Then as they do it more, they start to notice things like um, their behaviors will start to change, not because they're trying to, but all of a sudden things can shift. Like they'll start to want to purge things. Okay, that's one big thing that starts happening. Like people start wanting to get rid of all this stuff. They don't know they're doing it actually, but they're tr they're mirroring what they're experiencing on spirit level, right? Because they're purging on spirit level all these distortion patterns. So all of a sudden now in the physical, they want to get rid of all this crap that's been around them forever. That they haven't noticed, it's, now they see, see the it. crap. Yeah, and they're just like, get it away from me. Yeah. And a lot of people will like purge their closets, purge their homes. I remember <clears throat> one time, I, don't, I can't remember exactly when in the, in the journey, but I'd done some kind of frequency work thing and it was like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night and all of a sudden Chris is like ready to go to bed and I'm like tearing through our closet, <laughs> you know, trying to like chuck stuff. He's like, do we really need to do this like right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly how it is. It's like something comes over you and yeah. you have to throw stuff, stuff away. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my mom I was just talking to mm -hmm. and she just started. Yeah. And she's somebody who has a very hard time letting go. Um, not quite hoarder. Mm -hmm. You know, mom, if you're listening, I'm not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's difficult, whether it's food in the fridge or 
clothes or papers or because she holds a sentimental value to physical things mm -hmm. and that's for her why it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So she was just telling me she was going through her eyeshadows that she has had since before I was born <laughs> and said I just had to throw them away and I was just like <gasps> you threw them <laughs> you didn't even like give them away which is yeah. usually she just threw it away. And then I myself have experienced that. It's like, again, if anyone listening, it's like something comes over you mm -hmm. and you just have to. It's You're not thinking about it. Yeah. You just go, no, like yeah. this has to go. Go, yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's totally exciting because what you're doing is you're releasing the distortion patterns and you're starting to become more aware of what is not a frequency resonance match with you anymore and you don't want it around you. You just don't want it in your space. You don't want it. It's like... Why am I holding on to, and I think you said this, like, yeah. why am I holding on to this old ratty sweatshirt or something? Yeah, sweater or whatever. Yeah. Just, like, there's, yeah, whether it's clothes. And I've also noticed, aside from clothes, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like, pieces of, it's still stuff, but yeah. it's things that that uh, don't serve me. Like, I don't, they don't have a purpose. Right. So it's not just like, oh, I'm holding on because sentiments. Just something, it's almost like you didn't even see it. Yeah. And now, like we said, you're seeing things. I'm like, oh, this literally serves zero purpose. Bye. <laughs> and it's very easy to let go of it, yeah. actually. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is totally nice. And it's all also a mirror for as we release more of our distortion, we want to let go of anything that is heavy to us. Mm. Right. So as you let, if it doesn't have a function, that's heavy. It's, it's heavy. Holding weight. Yeah. yeah. Why are yeah. you holding onto yeah. it? Yeah. So you're doing on the on the physical what you're doing on the spirit. The other thing people do is, um, so for some people they lose friendships. Okay. Our friends drop away. That's happened okay? to me too. Yep. And it's really that you start to clarify and start to see the dynamic between you and the other person or see things in them and you're like, why am I with, like hanging out with this person so much? You know, every time I'm with them, I'm depleted or they just talk forever and apparently I'm just there listening and why is this happening all the time or whatever it mm -hmm. is, right? The dynamic is. Mm -hmm. And, or they just sort of like leave your life because as your frequency resonance rises, it can make other people uncomfortable. I'm just gonna let everyone know that right now. Okay, as your frequency rises and clarifies, what happens is when you enter someone else's field, you start to agitate their distortion. Yeah, patterns. people get triggered by you. Yeah. And you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. I'm just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's the weirdest feeling. It's not personal. Yeah. So for those of you who are new, have not experienced this, okay, unless you're doing something obviously malicious right. or like un unconscious or something, right. I mean, like scan to see if you're doing that. Yeah. And if you're not, and you're just standing quietly or sitting quietly and people are getting triggered around you. That is because their distortion patterns are getting agitated in the clarity of who you are becoming. Okay. Mm, so let's pause there for a second sure. because that's probably new to a lot of people. Yeah. So when you rise in frequency, mm -hmm. just by your frequency being more clear, yeah, higher, higher, mm -hmm. someone in your field of mm -hmm. like in your actual physical physical world. field, yeah, yeah. Um, they what unconsciously feel that and it, yeah. can you explain that? A yeah. Little so bit? what happens is. Um, because you are rising your, so you're how you've uh, like imagine like you're a tuning fork, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're you you vibrated before the frequency work. You vibrated at a certain level. So you're a certain kind of tuning fork. Okay. You were like, okay, whatever it is. Right? Okay. You drop the distortion patterns. Your frequency resonance rises. Right. It's like ding ding. Okay. It's like higher. Yes. So the friend hasn't changed. Right. And if you put that tuning fork, for example, next to a certain kind of glass. Right. The old tuning fork. It was in harmony, right? The glass could handle it. It was happy with the tuning fork. It was great. Mm -hmm. But now when you put a higher level tuning fork next to the glass, it starts to like become more unstable. 
Does that make sense? Because it doesn't quite shatter the glass because mm -hmm. the walls of the glass are able to hold that kind of, but it becomes unstable, right? It starts to shake. It may crack a little bit. It doesn't like shatter apart. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? It becomes very uncomfortable. Is it also kind of like a mirror mm -hmm. or is that a whole different thing? Like, you know how um, if your frequency resonance is mm -hmm. higher, mm -hmm. you just by standing there can almost become a mirror for someone can else. Also. So, th yes. so they see their own stuff more. Yes. And yep. that's uncomfortable, yes. hence the trigger. Yes. Possibly. Trigger. Yep. So it's either analogy works. Okay. Okay. And um, either way, you are agitating their distortion patterns. Not deliberately, it's not you're getting in there and doing something, right. but just being the clarity that you are makes the person, what it is, okay, sorry, just to be clear, they're aware more of their distortion patterns. That's really what it is, okay? So it's not like you wander around, like most people don't wander around being like, oh, I wonder how my distortion patterns are affecting me. It's not like they wander around thinking that, right? They're unconscious, they're mm -hmm. not thinking, they're not mm -hmm. aware. But all of a sudden now, when you enter their field, they can do one of two things. The, the distortion patterns get louder to them because they perceive them more, because they're in the clarity of your resonance. Makes sense? They can boy up a little bit, so they sense the heaviness of their own distortion yes, patterns so that's, more. That's good. Yeah. That's what it is, because mm -hmm. I've seen this too, um, where people, you said boy? Yeah, boy, boy up a little boy bit. Boy up a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they're around you, yep. it's like they become a little more into their higher self. Yes, exactly. But when they leave yep. you... They're back to the old, yeah, and then the distortions are clearer. Clear. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they don't like it. Yes, they're just like yuck. But it's not you. No. It's that they're aware of their distortions when before they were blissfully unaware. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that can happen. So just know that if you're agitating someone, okay, without actually doing anything to agitate them mm -hmm. deliberately, that is often what can be happening. So just be aware of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, the other thing that can happen is that, um, uh, and this is something you're very aware of, when you get to a certain level of frequency resonance, when you, especially if you're brighter and you're in a situation where you're more open and not holding your space as well, you will, because you're brighter, you have a higher resonance, other people's distortions will come to you. So meaning you'll start processing their distortion patterns because you have the capacity to, you have a higher level of frequency resonance especially if you're not holding your space. Yeah. So um, that is why sometimes in like a healing ceremony or something like this, for example, where people are really open, right? The person who's very, very bright or higher in resonance um, is having like a terrible time, right? So you actually had this experience recently where it's like you were a different sound. You've said in like a couple of sound healing ceremonies, you felt bad, right? Really agitated, like angry, like you were fine before the ceremony mm -hmm. or whatever the, the healing thingy was. And then you were in it and you felt really crappy. And people like to say, oh, that's your own stuff coming up. And it's like, I'm pretty pretty aware of my what's going stuff. on. Yeah, yeah, my internal environment. Yeah. And it's like, nope, it feels like something was placed onto me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And the stronger you become, you're like a little magnet. So everything's like, yeah. right to you because you can more efficiently clear it. You're a higher resonating order. <laughs> Right? You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And everyone will say, oh my God, that was the best ceremony ever. And you will feel like crap. Mm -hmm. So what's important in this? Hold your space. Like, hold it. Right? So even if you can, you can drop into spaces where they're expansive and be aware of your space and that you don't want anything coming into you. So um, even, um, so for example, for me, where we've gone into like something like this together before, um, 
uh, I'm aware of my space a little bit better than, than you because yep. this is what I do for my job also, yep. right? So I have to hold my space. It's yep. what allows me to be the resonance that I am so that people can train up. And um, so it's important that I hold my space in order to hold my neutrality and a higher level order. So I'm more used to it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's funny because <laughs> um, when people aren't aware of frequencies or what they're discarding, it can feel very intense, even for somebody like me who's used to it. Because people will like really, it's, it's like the distortions like push into you, right? Mm. Because they want to, to have that stuff cleared. It doesn't feel good, right? It's just like a really pushy person. Or like, imagine, right? If you're drowning, like you have like 10 people drowning in the ocean, right? You throw in one life preserver. Everyone's oh. going for that life preserver, <laughs> come hell high water, right? Like yeah. they don't care about anyone else. They're like saving themselves, yeah. right? It's kind of like that, That's except good. you're the life preserver because your frequency resonance can clear those distortion. So they'll do whatever they can to push into you to clear that distortion pattern. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it can feel very overwhelming and a lot, and you can feel very physically agitated because it's getting closer and closer to the center of the rendering that is you, and you don't like it. So at first it might just feel uncomfortable, like out here, like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't like that. And then it gets worse, right? You start to feel emotionally like, mm -hmm, right? And then all of a sudden it starts to physically not feel good. That's because it's getting closer and closer to the center of the rendering uh -huh. that is you. It's gotten into the space that's you. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So that's a good indication. So if anyone out there is listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that's why that happens. Why I feel like everyone's having this marvelous experience and I feel like a loser because I'm not having the great experience. Well, that's because you're clearing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So perhaps a good thing to do in those situations is to not participate into them, not participate in them until you feel like you're strong enough that you can hold your space in them. Yeah. So you're not taking on everyone's stuff. Mm -hmm. Deal with the distortion patterns of having to take on other people's things, clarify your own helper frequency, a whole bunch of other stuff that you need to do on frequency level until, and a good, actually a good, um, te not test, but like way to gauge how far you've come is to put yourself into a situation like that with the permission to leave for yourself, ah, yeah. right? You're gonna go in, you're gonna see, can I hold my space? Yeah, I seem to be doing good. Oh, yeah, not so good right now. Permission to get out. Nice. Okay? Yeah. So it's not about punishing yourself and like if you fail, like you suck. It's just like, okay, but you were able to hold for like five, mm -hmm. 10, 15 minutes before you couldn't at all. Mm -hmm. That's progress. It's mm -hmm. not about like all of a sudden you're like this total Zen master or something. You know, it's not about right. that. Right. Just like, it's okay, a it's a process. Yeah. Okay? So know that if you have to go somewhere else, like to leave the environment or to reset yourself in some way, do it. And actually, um, you did this unconsciously. You yep. left physically, right? Because yep. you were physically not uh, feeling good. Yeah. So, but to give yourself permission even before you begin, like there's nothing wrong with you. Okay? Yeah. It's just like, this is not something that's helpful to me. Yeah, because okay. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Yeah. yeah. So um, another thing is that as people rise in frequency resonance, you start to perceive more people's stuff. And that's something that's happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. You can start to see other people's distortions really clearly. It's yeah, a little disarming. Yeah, it's not, and it's not a mental thing. And no. the reason why I and other people might notice this is there is like a, something for sale. Mm -hmm. And I might, like maybe at a farmer's market, mm -hmm. walk up to a booth, mm -hmm. right? And it's like immediately, boom. I, I get a hit of what this person is dealing with. Yeah. So I didn't think about it. I yeah. wasn't talking to them and yeah. making con connections. And yeah. Yeah. So it might hit you like, yeah. whoa, like you just, maybe some people see, right? Yeah. Some people feel. feel. I'm, I maybe have a combo of both or yeah. I tend to more feel, whatever it is. Um, yeah. You notice it's not from the mind. It's yeah. kind of like true. Yeah. 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 It'd be, uh, <laughs> when that first started happening for me, we'd, uh, Chris and I would be running in the park in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. 
and we'd pass someone and I would so clearly know something about them. But it's a stranger, so you're not gonna like run up to them and be like, hey, so, uh, <laughs> did your grandfather have an addiction to whatever? <laughs> and, like, okay, and are you having challenging with trying to stop smoking as a result? You know, you're not gonna like, Say that to somebody right. who you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll you'll receive, like, as you said, strange, like, and it's not from the mind, because I don't know this person. I just know firmly mm -hmm. that this sit or Chris will do something where um we'd be listening to music and he'd be like, Wow, this person really struggled with depression. He'll just know, right? Mm -hmm. He hasn't read any of their bio or whatever. And then for fun, we'd Google it. <laughs> like, like oh, whoa, what's this person? You know, you're like a low person. That long history of depression. I'm like, oh, well, there you go, right? Yeah. But he hadn't looked at it before, yeah. right? He just felt the resonance of the music and he was like, behind it, what's happening? And he didn't think about it, he just received it. So you perceive more. Yeah. So know also that as you're perceiving those things, you don't have to let them into you. Mm. You're perceiving them and they stay outside the sphere of your spirit body, right? which is at arm's length all around you. Yes. Okay. You don't need to mesh with them. You don't need to clear them. It's not your job. If you notice them, great. But please do not pull them into your spirit body. Not particularly helpful, especially if you're not of a high enough resonance to clear yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because then you know, you're just heavier and you got to work harder to get rid of the, the distortion pattern. Okay. Yeah, so not helpful. Not helpful. Um, the other thing that people can start to experience and um, is they start to perceive, um, it's like a version of what I just said in terms of like feeling their frequency distortion. So someone will be talking to you and they're saying something. Like I really like whatever this person, blah, 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 like where they're telling you this story. Uh -huh. And behind it, you can sense what's really, what's happen really happening. You're like, that is not That's what's happening for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'll feel that yeah. and then the next layer is you'll feel the distortion that causes that. Mm, like low self-worth. Yeah. yeah, you'll be like, oh, yeah, and you'll be like, that comes from their mom. It may not be like, that's a maternal line, this is a distortion pattern, but you're like, oh, yeah, their grandmother had that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't got quite there yet, but yeah. Yeah, you'll just cool pick up on see. that, mm -hmm. and you'll just be like, oh, okay. So you see behind the facade, yep. and then what drives the behind the uh -huh. facade. I've seen the behind the facade. Yeah. And you're getting to the point where you'll get more. And it's a little weird, actually, because mm -hmm. you're just like, because you're interacting with them, right, <laughs> as a human. You could be at the grocery store, I don't yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. And they're telling you all this stuff, and you're like, that is totally not what's happening. <laughs> this is really weird. How do I respond? Do I respond to the facade, or do I respond to the thing behind the facade? Ooh, so this brings up a good point, Karen, actually. Yeah. When, um, when you're, you know, discovering all these things as you're yeah. doing frequency work, um, yeah. this is definitely something I've struggled with, and yeah. I'm sure others have. Um, where's the point of, like, you know, wanting to help them. Yeah. This could be a helper frequency thing. Yeah. You want to show them what you're seeing. Yeah. But that's a really uh, challenging thing to navigate. It because can be, yeah. some people um, could take that on as like you're better than them and that's yeah. not at all what it is. Like, yeah. how would you navigate that? Yeah. So uh, Chris is like the master at this. He's okay. much better at it than I am actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's really good at it. Um, because I'm very direct, that's not always the best tool. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. however, he'll do, I've noticed that he'll do things like say, wow, have you noticed that you're, I feel like you're really angry. Are, are you feeling angry? Mm. Yeah, right? ask. Yeah, just like, have, I've, it feels like this to me, uh, right? So you're not saying you're doing it. Right. It feels like this to me. Are you feeling that way, potentially? Mm -hmm. And they then have the opportunity to say like, 
no, I didn't realize that I was, I'm sorry. Or yeah, I'm actually kind of feeling angry and you're like, oh, why is that? And then you're just present with them. Right, beautiful. Right? It's kind of like in my practice what we do. Like you, yeah. they had always said in school, ask, don't tell. Yes. So you're seeing something pretty clearly. Yeah. And then, you know, ask into it. Yeah. And let them come up with their own. Because that's really the key, right, to, to yeah. healing and helping people is you're not telling anyone what to do. Yeah. They want to come up with it themselves and yeah. discover it themselves. It's more powerful that way. Yeah. 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 And he'll also say things like um, if someone's struggling with something, he'll, he'll kind of like put a little, like a teaser in there. He'll say something like, you know, um, I've noticed that has happened to me before too. Is it helpful if I share that with you? Mm. And then he pauses. And then he waits to see. And if they say no, he's done. Yeah. And then if they say, yeah, I'd love to hear. And then he's like, okay, well, whatever. But he typically will hold, because it's not really about him in that moment, right? Because he's good, right? Yeah. He's like, however this person's going to be, it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them the opportunity if they'd like it. And if they don't, I'm good with that. Yeah. Right? So that's So if you're starting something. to push your agenda, then check yourself. Self, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, why, why am I trying to save this person? Right. Like, it's not my job. No. Because it's, it's not. They didn't ask you to. Yeah. Okay. So, and even if they did, really feel into whether you want to be that. So, yeah. um... <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Yeah. Um, the other thing um, that people experience sometimes is that they will start to um, feel like a disgust for humanity. Okay? Like they'll start to see the ugly yeah. in people. Yeah. And it can be really heavy. Okay? Because, you know, humans are beautiful in many ways and yeah. we're very, very ugly in others. Yes. Very. And that point is actually required, right? And what I mean by that is because you have to almost like push away from that in order to enter the higher realm of big S self. Do you see what I'm saying? You have to get to the point of like you're like pushing against that disgust oh, for humanity. Oh, because the disgust is what's going to motivate you to... To push up okay, and frequency that's... resonance. Okay. And as you push away from it, because you're like, ugh right, like I really don't like this, it buoys you up in frequency resonance and then you start to realize, wow, and this is not like a spiritual bypassing, you, you feel it. There's perfection in this, okay? Mm -hmm. Even in the ugly, even in the decay, even in the things that we don't like, mm -hmm. that is life unfolding and it has a purpose that we may not be aware of, it's okay, but it's there and it has, it's not that it's like to be glorified, but it's beautiful because it is life unfolding. Yes. Right? Do you think people can get to that point without having to go through the ugly push away part? And they, um, just, they just get that, get to that already? Point? Yeah, I think it's possible. A lot of people need that leverage. Okay. But it's possible, mm -hmm. yes, for sure. Because it's never an uh, everyone statement right. no. yeah, is my, my feeling. Everyone's yeah. got their own little journey. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that happens a lot. And when it happens, it can feel uh, really uh, disconcerting and it may be like a more uh, like a nuanced version of that for example so it may be for, for example that a male sees that distortion in the feminine he's like starts to see like wow the feminine has a lot of fear and a lot of need to control so there's like a disgust with that mm -hmm. you know like this kind of like yeah so it might be show up like this you mm -hmm. see where it's mm -hmm. not like all of humanity mm -hmm. it might be that or whatever it is for you yeah. it doesn't really matter I see more often at least in my clients like this um, overwhelming. I mean, this is even people who haven't done frequency work, but they yeah. get stuck in this stage. Yeah. 
and um, yeah, it's kind of hard to navigate how to anyway pull them out. Yeah, yeah. but but basically they they are drowning in the disgust Gust. of humanity. Yes. But there's also brilliance, right? Absolutely. This is what we're connecting with. Yeah. This is kind of the point of everything is our brilliance within. So yeah. maybe that's one way yep. to kind of yeah. distance yourself. From it and to release your own distortion. Because the reason they're getting stuck is because they haven't released their, enough of their own distortion around, because they they are part of humanity. Ah. Right? So it's, it's echoing. It's, it's a reflection. And so what it's doing is it's agitating the distortion within them that they're disgusted with in humanity. They can't buoy up because they haven't released it out of them. Does that make sense? So you have to get to the point where you release it out of yourself. So when you see it in yourself, you're not like, I suck, whatever. You're like, that's part of the humanness of me. Yeah. There's like a larger trust or something, right? Yes. In the process of how yes. things work. Yeah. And when you release enough of your distortion, then you have enough momentum to buoy out of it. It's really hard to do it otherwise, yeah. you know, because you're just like you're it's like I, I don't know why I keep using the tuning forks but you know it's like the collect you're in the disgust for humanity that you see outside of yourself but really you're discerning within yourself what you don't like you know what I mean so yeah. you're seeing it outside but it's also reflected within this brings a really good point of we might have mentioned once before in another episode but taking responsibility yeah that's huge huge right everything yeah. is your response everything in your life is yeah. your responsibility yep. so yep. yeah if you're pointing fingers all the time yeah yeah, point it yeah. back <laughs> itself. Yeah, because yeah. we're accountable. Yes. Yes. So chances are the disgust they feel in others is really something they're having challenge with with self. So look within, yeah. right? Because it's really not about the outside is an illusion to give you a, like something to respond to, to learn from, to go grow from. It's all being generated by you. <laughs> <laughs> so chances are there's a flaw going on in here. Yep. Okay. So that's that's the main thing. Beautiful. Yeah. And then um, the other thing is that um, people also will um, want to do things like move. You know, mm. they'll start releasing into different careers. Like all of a sudden, like what they were doing has no meaning for them anymore. Yes. I could see that happening. Done. Yeah. You know, and now they want to do something else. Yeah. And that's okay. That's just part of you releasing to the point of distortion pattern. You're like, I need a change, like really Or drastic. shifting what they are doing. Yes. You know what I mean? And making yeah. it more meaningful. Yes. The thing they're already doing, they're adding and out. Or taking yeah. away Yeah, elements. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So to make it more um, a reflection of who you are mm -hmm. on frequency resonance. Beautiful. Yeah. And then um, another thing um, that people experience that they um, may want to be aware of is, it's funny, you know, Tia, like we get, to, like we as humans love stories. Right? We love them. I mean, who doesn't like a story? Right? Stories are amazing. It's how we relate to they each other. It's how we learn. They draw you in, yeah. right? You want to learn. It's like so much stuff. But we get to journey in stories. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So you'll get to the point, not all of you, but there are a number of you who will be really bored with your own story. Like, it'll agitate you. You're like, ugh. Like, I'm bored with this. Like, really, I keep hitting repeat on the story. Like, stop already. Okay? Good. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's actually good. You're releasing layers of identity. Okay. So it's all right that you go through that. It's not really what you're seeking is the clarity of like, why am I holding this story? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? 
You know what I mean? It's like, what's the distortion pattern, the rule sets, all that stuff behind it that causes the story to be here, and I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Because it's not me anymore. All story is typically an identity piece, right? Yes. And then there's another layer, you're saying, beyond that, mm -hmm. typically? Yeah, so I'm thinking for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've noticed this. Yeah. Very, you're right on there. Yeah. Um, like, you know, speaking, um, I'm not a water person. You know, oh, yeah. Or whatever it is that you say. It's like, wow, I say this like all the time. Is yeah. this, what is even this about? You yeah. Yes, yeah, so and then check in. Yeah. Right? More awareness again. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you'll see, like you said, because, and as your frequency resonance rises, your, um, like what you experience is will be different. So you'll have clarity because you're not so associated with your thoughts and your emotions where you will see mm -hmm. that you do that. And you're like, well, whereas, say, for example, six months ago, you wouldn't have even noticed that that was a story. Yeah. It was just something that was true. Yep. Right? Yep. And then you start to examine these things. And the, the other thing, too, is that some people, this is where some people get caught. They really, um, they want certainty. Okay? So they want to surrender, but they want certainty. They want to surrender. And so they kind of do this dance of, like, certainty, surrender, certainty, surrender. That's really can be hard, right? Where mm. you're in this kind of, like, spin of, like, trying mm. to surrender, but then yeah. trying to control the outcome of the surrender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that can be a tough spiral. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, it's really important to really take accountability, like you said, of those control patterns and, like, stalk them. Mm. That's what I had to do. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I am really just trying to get Chris to do what I want. Ah, like, oh, stop. You know what I mean? So I'd confirm, remove. Yes. Or if, um, for example, um, you, I would be, um, I would have self-doubt about something, you know? So, you know, I'm just in, in the kitchen by myself cleaning up after dinner, right? So I'm cleaning the dishes. And all of a sudden I had this like wave of self-doubt or whatever, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'd be standing there. And then I would, and it would feel like really visceral, you know, like, Oh, I'm not really all that, or you know, I, I can't really do anything, or I'm, I'm not really affecting whatever it was yeah. I was thinking, whatever, who cares? Like some dumb some thing lie, that I was saying yeah. that I was saying to myself. Mm -hmm. And I had to actually, for me at that point, to confirm the removal, I had to say it out loud. I was like, that is not true. It is not true. Now I wasn't talking to anyone. I mean, yeah. like in my kitchen doing my dishes. Yeah, by but I mm -hmm. did it out loud because some of those deep distortion patterns can be hard. So sometimes like to just take it, no, that is not true. Yes, it feels true, but it's not true. This is mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. And that can be sometimes required. So if you feel like you have to do that, you're not crazy town, do it, yeah. right? Because sometimes you need to vocalize like that, to yeah. like state outside of your own head, like hear your own voice saying that. Yes, there's a power in that. And then there's an energy in your voice. I think Dr. Joe would always said to say change. When oh, Change, you know, <laughs> but yeah, using even your GFC on confirm the removal, and mm -hmm. you know, I might actually even push. push uh, it you up. mentioned that, yeah, yeah you literally push, push it, it out, and you can feel it go, go, yeah, yeah. say it out loud, loud. push it out, whatever yeah. you need to do, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, like as you ascend, uh, your mind gets more quiet, which is awesome. Um, you start to, it's funny, you know, one of my clients said. I become a very boring person <laughs> because he's like, I don't drink anymore. I don't need to go out with a lot of people anymore. Uh, I don't need to, I mean, like I like movies, but I don't need to watch them. He's like, what is going on with me? Like, I mean, I'm like a very boring person. And he's like, and I'm like, well, are you happier? Happy? Like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm happier than I've ever been with myself. I'm just content. Like I'm really at peace. And I feel like my resonance keeps rising and I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> it's like everyone else saying that we need to do yeah. all these things yeah. to be a cool, cool person. Yeah, or happy. And his wife, yeah. his wife was like, are you depressed? He's like, no, I'm like super happy. <laughs> I just don't need all these things, things outside of me to... Make me happy. Yeah, exactly. I already, I already am. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And you'll also notice that when you experience things that it's a lot more joyful. Mm. And you're not doing, and you'll notice things about yourself about like how much you've changed. So for example, one of my little hallmark distortion patterns was I was very competitive because I had a lot of low self-worth. Okay. Like very competitive. Yeah. So whenever we would play a game, I would never play games with Chris because he's very, very smart and he would always win. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to play with you because I know I'm going to lose and I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. So I would just never play games all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just never, and he likes playing games. So I was, he's just like, all right, whatever. Mm. But now what's really fun, like a fun, I didn't like think about this as a fun consequence, but now because I'm more, because I'm much more neutral, I play for fun. Like it's kind of, I don't care whether I win or not. Which is like a really big deal, big by the way, you, yeah. for somebody who like was so staked on winning all the time, mm -hmm. to not care and just enjoy the game is very, very big. <laughs> right? Yay. Like we went bowling the other night, which I haven't done in years. Yeah. And I'm a very bad bowler, just, you know, for everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't like going bowling because I'm a bad bowler. And, so, always, yeah. and I would always lose. Yeah. But this time I was just like, all right, let's just bowl and see what happens. And so we bowled for a while and then, you know, I was tired. So I just sat out and I enjoyed everyone else's bowling. I cheered. It was fun. You know what I mean? Yay. <laughs> but all that changes yeah. when we become less attached. That's one of the really wonderful things is because you're not trying to get an outcome. Yeah. Right? So you find liberation in all these little moments where you didn't have it before. You didn't even realize that you were bound. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't realize yeah. how much I was imprisoned by my need to win. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just being able to enjoy whatever was happening. Like, does it care that I, does, does anyone here care that I throw gutter balls? <laughs> no, everyone else is throwing gutter balls. I mean, who cares? It's kind of just hilarious and funny. You yes, know what I mean? yes. But you see, like it's funny when we get caught up in that, we don't even realize how much that reduces our experience. And then when you release all these distortion patterns, you get to have something different. Yeah. So you'll get to experience more freedom in whatever way it shows up for mm -hmm. you. So, you know, in addition to some of the not so great pieces, yeah. you get, and then you'll also have these flashes more and more of mm -hmm. like wonder, awe, mm. like the exquisite beauty of life. Mm. You know, these moments of like, wow, I, I get to experience this life. So a lot of people I, I found who start on the journey of spiritual exploration, they're, a lot of them try to get away from life, right? Because they don't like it. It's painful in some yeah. way. And we're trying to escape to somewhere else, you know, and this whole thing about like you're trying to leave the body to go home, wherever sure, that is, sure. right? But it's funny, you know, when you get to a certain point, or at least for me, what I'll say for myself, yeah. is when I got to a certain point, it turned. And it wasn't about escaping anymore. It was like, I get to have this life. Mm. I get to have it. And it's magnificent. You know, and it's, yes, it's painful. So I'm not saying it's like freaking glory all the time, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like in, even in the like not so great crunchy pieces, the times when you're too tired, the whatever and the whatever, cause you're human, right? Mm. There's that. And even in that, there's this sort of like beauty of the humanness of it too, you know? So that yeah. is so important. I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, as we're doing this work, we call it work because yeah. it's hard. It's you hard. Know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I got to keep doing this and this. And, 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 you know, it gets easier for sure yeah. and, and less um, heavy or whatever. Yeah. But 
I really love I really love that you mentioned that. Like you were we're not trying to leave and go anywhere else. Like no. we're here yeah. as a human. Yeah. Would you say that that beauty, you know, in in the mundane or mm-hmm. I would call it the magic in the mundane. Totally. Would you say that is an example of connecting to your biggest yes, self? Yes, exactly. Okay, that's what that is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so when you connect to your biggest self, or um, for those of you who don't know what that is, connecting to the self as identified with spirit as opposed to the little s self identified with the ego mind, when you see the beauty in things that are very normal or regular or overlooked, mm-hmm. that's when you are experiencing spirit self, right? Mm-hmm. Where you see the beauty of life doesn't matter what it is. Everyone thinks, you know, we all strive for these epic moments. There's epicness everywhere, yeah. every, like in every moment. It's just that we're often not present enough to experience it, and our frequency resonance isn't high enough to right. experience it. Or there's it. distortion in the way. Well, exactly. Yeah. So we don't see it, or yeah. we don't, we're not aware of it. Just like your mom wasn't aware of the eyeshadow yeah. that had been in her drawer since before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even see it. Didn't see it. It was just there. It. Yeah, yeah, just was there. Yeah. But then when you let all that stuff go, then you're like, Oh, wait a minute, there's like this whole mm. other, like, like all this depth of beauty that I didn't even know was there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, like, so not only do maybe the things that triggered you not trigger you anymore, mm-hmm. and all these layers coming undone, but that I think is the key to all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Experiencing yeah. that awe. Yeah, the awe and the like, it really, um, for me, it's like this reverence for what we get to create. And it's funny, it's really difficult to convey what that means to somebody. But when you, um, or when I, when I um, experience that, you know, like for example, it's something very simple. So every day I go out and I meditate on my deck. In Hawaii we call it the lanai. Mm-hmm. And it has a really pretty view of the water. And one day it hit me as I was meditating, like very strongly, like I created all this holy moly, what a beautiful thing I've created. And there's this sort of, um, and it's not like good on me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was more like, this is what I got to create. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, it's just like any creation, right? Whether it's a painting or a dress or a piece of music or whatever it is you're creating, you've got to create something beautiful and your life is that. Yes. So as you raise, rise excuse me, in frequency resonance, your life also becomes a reflection of that, the mm-hmm. beauty. And it's funny because, you know, as humans, we're always striving for something more, right? Like I want more like money so I can do this and have that and whatever, whatever. And we kind of, in our minds, forget to look around and be like, oh, wow, this is really spectacular what I am creating now. And can it get better? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty epic already. Yeah, know? well, it's actually required, right, yeah. to, I guess, I don't know the word, appreciate or mm-hmm. accept where you are now yeah. in order to even go go anywhere else yeah. that you want to go. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying, like, for those of you who are like, well, my life sucks. I hear you, okay? Yeah, that for some of you, there's a lot of distortion to clear. And it doesn't, like, this feels very far away from you, and I understand that. And just know that as you release distortion patterns, this becomes available, Yeah. much more available. This is why we're talking about it. Like, it's not just this concept that people yeah. talk about like this is real people yeah yeah, yeah. exactly do the work yeah sometimes it feels like work sometimes yep. it's actually kind of cool <laughs> well, most of the time it is but, yeah and then this is what you get like yeah. the burden of life becomes a gift yeah exactly yeah well, 
Yeah. All right. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Tia. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for clarifying the journey. What to look out for. The theme for this particular GFC will be to internally clarify and strengthen so that you can continue to expand and become more efficient in releasing distortion patterns and how high your frequency resonance is. So it doesn't matter how much or little you've done frequency work, it will modulate to you, okay, to your specific frequency resonance. And for those of you who are new, frequency work is given on multiple levels of consciousness. So again, it will modulate to wherever you are. Bringing your attention, please, to your body. And as you bring your attention to your body, becoming aware of your pelvic girdle, tailbone, and sacrum. Noticing the angle or tilt of this part of your body. Is it tucked a little bit underneath you? Is it hyperextended out? Or is it falling in alignment beneath you? Now, if you're not sure the, about the way this is supposed to look, um, you may want to look at an anatomy book and just check out what healthy pelvic alignment looks like. Okay. Noticing the weight that this area bears, the weight of this actual area, these bones are quite heavy. Good. 
And now please notice the balls of your feet. And for those of you with more experience, noticing the specific details that you can pick up on. In terms of texture, feeling sense, just awareness of this space. And now please becoming aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it for the first couple of breaths without changing it. Notice if you have a desire to change it. If you're judging yourself for however your breath is showing up right now. You may not. But if you do, just notice that. And after a couple of breaths, allowing your breath to deepen, to become more full and round. So what I mean by round is that you notice that the air is filling up not only in the front part of your body, but also in your back body and your side body underneath your armpits. So noticing how round your breath can become. And once you have noticed that, allowing your breath to drop deeper into your body. Noticing how deep your breath can be today. It's different every day. So noticing the depth to which your breath can drop without forcing it. And if your breath can stay as round in this deeper part of your body. So if you're in your lower belly, can you also expand your breath into your lower back? and to your side body, just noticing the depth and fullness that you have access to. Good. And now please notice your surroundings. Becoming aware of the quality of the air against your skin. Notice if it's moving, the temperature of it, the humidity of it. And when you're ready, if you're new, blinking your eyes open 
to notice the quality of the light. Now, some of you who have been doing this for a while uh, prefer to feel the quality of the light. That's great. So if that's you, go ahead and keep your eyes closed. For the rest of you, if you prefer to look at the light, okay, especially if you're new and you, you don't know what I'm talking about, please go ahead and open your eyes and notice the quality of the light. Good. Keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. And for those of you who are new, what triangulating means is to identify three inanimate objects in the space around you. It does not matter what those inanimate objects are, you're just noticing them. So if object A, for example, is the couch, noticing that the couch is about four and a half foot away from you, and then feeling the distance between the couch and you. And you'll do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space clarifies and becomes more present for you. Mm -hmm. Good. For those of you who are experienced at this, bringing your attention, please, to the um, midpoint of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Okay, the sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest. So if you find the midpoint between the belly button and the base of your sternum, that's the right place. Okay, wherever that is for you in your body. And also the hollow of your throat. So for those of you who are new, if it's helpful for you to put a hand on each of these points to keep your focus in these points, please go ahead and do that. And if it's distracting, then don't. You do what works. Everyone take a nice deep breath here, holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever you've completed that five count, releasing that breath at the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of five. Yep. And as the mastermind coalesces and becomes coherent, whilst we finish this single breath and then breathe normally, for those of you who are new, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I often work in silence. And when I'm working in silence, it's 
typically because I'm working with really high level frequencies. And if I make physical noise, it only drops the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. I also do make noise, so you might hear me yawn or hum or exhale sharply. And that's typically what I do when I'm releasing heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Also, if I say something that really resonates with you, likely it's yours. And if I say something that you really resist, likely that is yours as well. So please remain open, or at least I invite you to remain open and to explore further. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, you're going to bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum. So your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. If you run your hand along the sternum to its base, where it goes from bone to flesh, where it's a little sensitive when you press on that fleshy point, that is your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention there. As we ask ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? That question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the center of your body. And as you become aware of this space, please imagine a brilliance that you either see or feel that is right at its very center. And this brilliance, because you have your attention on it, begins to get even brighter. to intensify. And as it intensifies, it starts to expand outwards through all of your cells. Out through your organs and your bones. through your muscles and flesh, radiating out through the pores of your skin to the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. 
please become very aware of your brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at sphere level to increase your frequency resonance. How high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from your perception and your experience of the reality, the momentum you get to have on spirit level. Yeah. And the amount of um, distortion you can release and how quick your integration is. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space. In the center of your chest in your nipple line. In addition to either side of your neck. Okay. So these are distortion patterns of lineage, okay, which keep you from having the clarity that you desire. Okay, the strength internally. These are quite binding and heavy. So we're going to pull these out. They are control patterns. Good. Becoming aware of your jaw on either side as it hinges into your skull. Yeah. Including the front of the throat and the space between the vertebrae in your neck. So these are all quite close together, but they're not the same place. So bring your attention to these areas. Yeah. 
So this is the distortion pattern of expectation and obligation that you will remain at the level that's dictated by the lineage or what the lineage has experienced. So even for those of you who've been doing this for a while, some of these patterns are very, very old. Okay, some of these are very old rule sets. Yeah. For some of you, there's an the expectation that you will fall in line. So it may be that exp expectation or obligation may be there, but releasing this so that you're not subject to it. Okay, so you may recognize that it's there and choose to not comply with it. Good. Yep. Bringing your attention, please, to your spine. From this, from the point behind your heart space, all the way up into your skull. Becoming aware of the vertebrae, the cerebral spinal fluid, nerves, spinal cord, all that stuff. So what we're doing is starting to anchor you more fully, okay, into not only the spine, but also into the zero point of space and time. Yep, bring your attention please to the heart space. Continuing with this, bringing you into the present moment of time or the zero point of linear time.
Yeah. Good. In the center of the heart space, deep within the body, just for a couple of seconds here, amplifying acceptance of self. So for some of you, this is really easy. Some of you, this is a lot harder. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to your xiphoid process right at the base of that sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it towards the belly button, clearing out your pain body because and resetting it because your pain body has a memory. If we don't do this for a couple of seconds, your integration is a lot harder than it needs to be. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.